I'm your host, Jeff Dawson, for another episode of Dawson's Domain, where we cover the spectrum of life's pressing issues and events, from politics to relationships, sports to horror, alternative history to poetry, humor to baseball coaching, and everything in between. from a very hot and sunny Dallas, Texas. I know we're a little late, but we're having technical issues, and I'm still playing with some stuff, but that's okay. If you want to be part of the show, the number to call in is 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. You can also listen to it on iHeartRadio at 631-359-9353. And on the subscriptions, they go from $2.99 to $49.99. And the difference is the value you put on the content that I provide. And that's really the difference. I mean, they do have platinum and diamond, but hey, if you really like it, be a diamond subscriber. Or you can go platinum. And on promotion and stuff, it's, it's just like the books that I sell. Word of mouth is the best way to do it. I mean, there is no better marketing tool. We can do Twitter and we can do Facebook. We can do all that stuff. But when it comes down to it, it's just like a book signing. People come, they get your book. They like it. Guess what they do? They tell other people that they like it. I'm trying to do a split screen here because I don't always get the comments that you all write. So I'm going to see how that works. And if I screw it up, it won't surprise me. But at least I can see it. So I'm going to start off with a comment there. Good afternoon. There we go. Okay. And let me make sure I got the chat box on here in case anyone calls in. So let me open that up. We do not have a show at 3 p.m. Oh, we do have a show at 3 p.m. They have a two-hour live. Okay. That'll work. So... We got an hour today, and that'll be enough. I did post a new video on YouTube, on Jeff Dawson, on the management seminars and what it will cover, and it really is, if ever there was a time to get things under control, it's in these inflation, out-of-control inflationary times. Man, you cannot afford to be screwing the pooch today. You've got to be operating at maximum efficiency or believe me, your clients and suppliers, they're going to find someone else to go to that's cheaper because everyone is chasing their tail right now because we're building back better. My ass. God, this is the biggest scam on the American people. And I still don't understand how any liberal with a brain can support this clown and this horrendous administration. It is just ridiculous. But it's just not Washington because we're going to talk about Texas, too. Because I have my own thoughts on Abbott. Yeah, I wouldn't vote for Beto, though. Don't don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Dan Patrick run. But uh, Beto, his nationalist, socialist, communistic party beliefs, no. He ought to be run out of town on a rail like they did back in the day. But that's not going to happen. Sadly, sadly. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a few advertisements real quick, even though they haven't paid. And that's Dunstan's because it was Friday night. And I'll be nice to my sister, Patty, because she and her hubby, Jerry, 
went to attend a funeral at the Elks Lodge of a very long time friend. They believe he'd probably been involved with them probably since his founding about 50 years. But he had he was the exalted ruler. And you know, sadly, we all are going to have to say goodbye to someone. It's just life. It is. I've said goodbye to a lot of people, my parents, my grandparents, my fiance, many friends through the years. And those are sad times, but I really liked when they started coming up the celebrations of life because that's really what they were there for. And that, that's what my dad said. He goes, I don't want a bunch of crying and stuff. I want y'all to party. I want y'all to have a good time. Obviously, you're just not, not since we're not Irish, we didn't have a blowout wake. But uh, I would like to say it wasn't a sad time. Debbie's was, Debbie's was sad. Mom's was like dad's. It was upbeat as much as possible, but they, they had to call it an early evening at Dunstan's last night because of the uh, get ready to go to and pay their respects. So I hope it was well attended. Um, Dunstan's is a good place to eat. That's it. Good family atmosphere. Got a smoking section, which that is one thing that I'm working on with the help of my chiropractor, Dr. Nikisha McDaniel Connor. Uh, she sold me some product through Deuterra, and uh, I think my nicotine intake is cut down about thirty percent. Last night was. I, I regressed. There's no line about it, but actually didn't burn two complete packs. So that's progress. I mean, after doing this for 35, 40 years, it's just not going to happen overnight because I'm one of those that I enjoyed it. And I still do, but it's time to put them aside, especially since they're $9 a pack, just under $9 a pack. And when funds are tight, then you have to cut things out, and I will gladly cut those out slowly but surely. But progress is good, so hopefully I won't be smoking as much. I'm going to try one thing here. Okay, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. So I won't be smoking as much. Don't need all right, that's not going to work. Okay, I tried it, but we were getting feedback on that, so we can't have that. All right, uh, the Whitall Foundation, support them. Great people, Daniel, Becky Whitall, their ministry to the deaf in Modalva, and they're also dealing with some of the refugees. And I haven't seen if they're... Uh, I don't think they've gone overseas yet this year. I don't know. Hard to say. But they're on Facebook, contribute to their cause because they do the work of the Lord. Herbalife, I'm noticing one thing. You know, I do a shake a day. I eat their the almond bars as a snack. And combined with this regime I'm starting with uh, Dutero, I'm noticing some market relief. So they're they're working together. And I'm doing the black pepper. God, that tastes nasty. Oh, that is horrible. Uh, cilantro clove. I still can't pronounce this. Copaiba, I believe it is. And lavender. They, they taste horrible. Let's just be honest. Horrible taste. But I know that it's for the best. So sometimes you just got to suck it up and move on. All right. I'm not going to go over. I don't have a book review. I don't have poetry because when I got an hour. 
the Rangers. And I posted this. I did a video on Facebook and I went to look for it today and it's gone. But I didn't get a note that it was gone. It's just gone. So I guess the Facebook censors are back at it, bastards. I wish they would do something useful and get it back to where we can actually communicate with our friends like it was originally set up to instead of their garbage that they want to continually throw at us. I'm going to try the split screen one more time just to see. Okay, I just can't hit the play button because that will send it all over the place. We'll get a lot of feedback, but just see if... So if I get any comments, maybe I can add to them. There it is. All right. The Rangers. Okay, they had a series with the Orioles. And I actually, for once, didn't do my complete research. I just looked at where the Orioles were in the standings. There were 21 games out, but I didn't bother to look at their record because the Yankees are running away with that division, barring all nine starters of the Yankees and their pitching staff collapsing. They're they're, going to win this hands down. They're going to win their division. But we also saw when the Seattle Mariners back in what was 2000, 2001, ran away with their division. It was, obviously, it wasn't 2001 because of the shortened season. But uh, they won like 118 games and went out in the first round. That's when Randy Johnson was just smoking people and blew the bird up. And if you haven't seen that video, he delivers a pitch to the plate and this pigeon flies in front of it. I mean... This will, won't happen in another million years. And that bird, it just evaporated. I mean, there, it was literally just looked like a cartoon, just feathers. The bird exploded. It, it was something to say, it's, and it's, it's on YouTube. You can check that out. So the Orioles sweep the Rangers, which is like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? This is just horrendous. This is not possible. Well, then I looked at their record. And they have a better record than the Rangers. And the Rangers are in third place in their league. They were 37 and 44, and the Rangers were 37 and 41. But here's the kicker. The Rangers are supposed to be rebuilding, right? And the Orioles have been horrible for four years. I mean, they've just been pond scum. That's it. Just cut it's the Orioles. Don't worry about them. Easy prey. Well, they're rebuilding, and you can see it. But this is what got my attention. Now, payrolls, it just depends what site you go to. But uh, so I just settled on this one. The Rangers payroll is $134 million. And we know 52 and a half is set up with Seager and Simeon. And the O's is 30 million. Well, you look at another site and it's 58 because they put in a lot of different calculations and things that uh, it's like, man, just give me the facts. Where's, where's Joe Friday? Just give me the facts. That's all I want are the facts. So who's rebuilding and who's getting a better bang for their buck? Well, to me, it's the Orioles. They have a better record than the Rangers, even though they are dead last in their division. But $100 million a year less. And my... Buddy West and I were talking about this. It's like, I've got to research who the owners are of the Rangers. I know they're oilmen, but it doesn't matter how wealthy you are. Sooner or later, you want results. You just get sick of mediocrity. 
and uh, I also got to see when John Daniels' contract is up. So are the Rangers better this year? Well, yes, they're definitely better. I mean, this time last year, they were had the they were in like 26th or 27th place of all teams, and it was just miserable. Well, now they're in the middle of the pack. Their payroll is in the middle of the pack. They're like 17th out of 30. But the O's, no, 14th, excuse me. They're 14th out of 30 teams. And the O's are 29th or 30th, depending on which site you look at. And they have a better record than the Rangers. Now, what does that tell you? It tells me the Orioles have figured something out. Now, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to who's managing, who their GM is, but it is what it is. I don't know. But uh, the one thing that is hurting them is this musical chairs. Uh, Eli White is out. He will be the center fielder. And if they haven't figured that out, then they're just ignorant. Adolis is your right fielder. Cole Calhoun is also a solid right fielder. He struggles a little bit in left field, but there's your core right there. Tavares is okay, but he's just like Rex. I can see where they can trade up on pitchers. Now, I understand that's what they're doing is they're wanting to see what people can do, but uh, this is July. It's, it's time to stop experimenting. Nate Lowe's your first baseman. Simeon's your second baseman. Seager's your shortstop. And Josh Smith is your third baseman, whether you like it or not. And with what we've got behind the plate, Heim is the best one right now, but this switching out of Culberson and everything else, and then they bring Rex in, and I mean, we're seeing they've got talent in the minors, but a lot of that talent, and Tavares is one of them, these are trading pieces to get good pitchers. Now, we're stuck with Gray unless somebody really gets in a pinch in the stretch in the playoffs, whether it's this year or next year, and they think Gray will be a good front-line starter. But the problem with Gray is he's horrible in the first inning. He's absolutely horrible. Last night, I mean, yeah, they won 6-5, to five, but you cannot go out there and keep loading the bases. I mean, he left, or uh, the Twins had at least five on, five left on base because he kept getting in trouble. He gave up. A two-run shot in the first. This playing from behind is not healthy at all. At all. But they still need a front lines, front line starter. I mean, Dunning's okay. Howard, he came back. I'm not impressed with him. Otto. Okay, he had COVID. Well, it's time to get over that. Perez has been solid. He's their man. But they need the relief, LeClerc. I don't know about him. I mean, Barlow's done better than LeClerc, and I believe LeClerc's contract is up this year, so I wouldn't have a problem letting him go. Just let him go. I mean, yeah, he was out a year and a half from Tommy John surgery, but uh, he's still not looking sharp at all. If he needs to go back to the minor center of the minors, let him get things going. Richards, not impressed with. I already talked about Howard. Hearn, I thought they sent down, and then I saw him in a game the other night. It's like, well, I guess that was bad information. But they beat the Twins, and the Twins are leading the Central. Now, they really need to have a good homestand. 
because after the All-Star break, it's going to be ugly. So they've got the uh, they got Twins for three. Oakland comes in for three, and Seattle comes in for four. Then we have the All-Star break, and then they have this horrible trip. They fly out to Miami for one game. Then they go to Oakland, Seattle, the Angels, and then come home to play Baltimore. Now, that would be interesting to see if, uh, what they can do. But that's going to be a long road trip, and uh, they really need to have a great homestand to make up for this last road trip of going three and six. That was just not what was in the cards. We wanted something better, but it didn't happen. Okay. If the guys from FFE Trucking and Lancaster are listening, drop a comment because we haven't seen Doug in about four or five weeks. At uh, been about a month at Dustin's, so that must mean he's getting a lot of work in, a lot of hours. Which right now hours is good. Uh, I'll mention Alexander's, even though he and I got into it on the phone, but he is in a position like a lot of people. He's struggling. He's trying to get business. If you like Mexican food, you're in the Dallas area at Regal Row in 183. It's good food. Now, for whatever reason, they weren't open this week. Don't know why, but uh, they weren't. Hopefully, they will reopen next week. But I will still promote him, even though he owes me money because... He's like a lot of us. He needs help. Okay. Now, let's talk about the state of Texas. And because uh, I was told that there was a big debate going on, Rick Roberts on WBAP this week, and they were talking about this immigration fiasco we're going through in the state of Texas and these open borders. I mean, that's it's open borders. The border isn't closed. Mallorcas doesn't know what he's talking about. Biden sure the hell doesn't know what he's talking about. None of those people do. They just ignore the problems. And sadly, so does our governor. And, you know, I've had it with all these people. We need to pass more laws. No, you just need to enforce the ones that are on the damn books, you idiots. But uh, I've been ragging on Abbott ever since the ERCOT fiasco of 2020. We lost power for four or five days. and People died. and It cost the insurance companies billions of dollars. No one was held accountable i was pissed off when they had all those migrants at the k bailey hutchinson center in downtown dallas and uh, instead of going in to see what the feds were doing abbott decides to have this big press conference gets all these state troopers and border agents behind him they give this press conference and what do they do not a damn thing they just stood there hey this is my state i'm coming in that's all there is to it you do not own that building. This is not eminent domain. You cannot take it over. And whatever you're doing, we're going to know. This is not Area 51. This is the convention center in downtown Dallas. Just because you're here doesn't mean we can't go in. But I want to read the Texas Declaration of Independence. And then I found a couple of notes from the Constitution that are very valid. And uh, you make the decision. Get this in order here. Seem to have slid a page in. Okay, here we go. And while I'm reading this, I want you to think about this and what's wrong with government. Remember the Haitians that were coming in illegal, which they shouldn't have been coming in the first place, and the border guards on horses were trying to round them up, as they should, and keep them from entering. And, of course, the liberal left and all those idiots just went ape shit. Well, they just released a report, and it's 511 pages long. Let me repeat that. It's five. 111 pages long that was released Friday. And Customs and Border Protection blamed a lack of command control and communication for mounted agents using their horses 
to forcibly block and move migrants during an influx. Well, what the hell are they supposed to do? They're herding. They're rounding up. What are they supposed to do with their horses? Tap dance? Get off? Let the Haitians ride them? They use horses because vehicles can't get everywhere. But, of course, and, and the, the Fox had some moron on the well, they were on horseback. No shit. That's why they're mounted, you dumbass. New York has mounted officers. And did you not know that? There is a reason people still have horses in law enforcement, but they're such pussies. They wouldn't understand it. Uh, it just pisses me off. All right. Now, this is the declaration, November 7th, 1835. And as I read this, you can... Put your own words in some of this, which would, you'll, you'll see what I'm getting at. Passed by the consultation was intended to attract popular support for the Texan cause from the other Mexican states. That declaration asked for Mexican statehood for Texas and vowed to make war until the Constitution of 1824. Abrogated by the actions of President Antonio Lopez de Santa. Anna was restored. By the time the convention of 1836 met Washington on the Brazos on March 1st, such temporize was no longer acceptable. On the first day, convention president Richard Ellis appointed a committee to draft the Declaration of Independence. The unanimous Declaration of Independence made by the delegates of the Texas, by the people of Texas in general convention of the town of Washington on the second day of March 1836. When a government has ceased to protect the lives, liberty, and property of the people from whom its legitimate powers are derived, and for the advancement of whose happiness it was instituted, and so far from being a guarantee for the enjoyment of these inestimable and inalienable rights, becomes an instrument in the hands of evil rulers for their oppression. Now, what could you replace for that? Obviously, they're referring to the Mexican government. Gee, you can go back to the founders and uh, 1776 and what they were fighting. When the federal Republican constitution of their country, which they have sworn to support, no longer has a substantial existence and the whole nature of their government has been forcibly changed without their consent from a restricted federative republic composed of sovereign states to a consolidated central military despotism in which every interest is disregarded but that of the army and the priesthood, both the eternal enemies of civil liberty, the everyday minions of power, and the usual instruments of tyrants. Huh, they don't like being told. They don't like being told what to do. When long after the spirit of the Constitution has departed, moderation is at length so for far lost by those in power, that even the semblance of freedom is removed in the forms themselves of the Constitution discontinued, and so far from their petitions and remonstrances being regarded, the agents who bear them are thrown into dungeons, and mercenary armies sent forth to force a new government upon them at the point of the bayonet. When in consequence of such acts of malfeasance and ab abdication on the part of the government, anarchy prevails, prevails and civil society is dissolved into its original elements. In such a crisis, the first law of nature, the right of self-preservation, the inherent and inalienable rights of the people to appeal to first principles and take their political affairs into their own hands in extreme cases, enjoys it as a right towards themselves and a sacred obligation to their posterity to abolish such government and create another in its stead, calculated to rescue them from impending dangers and to secure their future welfare and happiness. That sounds familiar. Does that sound like what's going on right now? I think so. And they wrote this in 1836. Nations, as well as individuals, are amenable for their acts to the public opinion of mankind. A statement of a part of our grievances is therefore submitted to an impartial world in justification of the hazardous but unavoidable steps now taken of severing our political connection with the Mexican people and assuming an independent attitude among the nations of the earth. 
do you see a parallel with today, especially with D.C.? The Mexican government, which you can put the United States government in this clause, by its colonialization laws, invited and induced the Anglo-American population of Texas to colonize its wilderness under the pledged faith of a written constitution that they should continue to enjoy that constitutional liberty and Republican government to which they have been habituated in the land of their birth, the United States of America. In this expectation, they have been cruelly disappointed inasmuch as the Mexican nation has acquiesced in the late changes made in the government by General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, who, having overturned the constitution of his country, now offers us the cruel alternative, either to abandon our homes acquired by so many privations or submit to the most intolerable of all tyranny, the combined despotism of the sword and the priesthood. It has sacrificed our welfare to the state of Coahalu, by which our interests have been continually depressed through a jealous and partial course of legislation carried out on a far distant seat of government by a hostile majority in an unknown tongue. And this too, notwithstanding, we have petitioned in the humblest terms for the establishment of a separate state government and have, in accordance with the provisions of the national constitution presented to the general congress a republican constitution which was without just cause contemporaneously rejected mexico said no it incarcerated in a dungeon for a long time one of our citizens citizens for no cause but a zealous endeavor to procure the acceptance of our constitution and the establishment of a state government. It has failed and refused to secure on a firm basis the right of trial by jury, that palladium of civil liberty and only safe guarantee for the life, liberty, and property of the citizen. It has failed to establish any public system of education, although possessed of almost boundless resources, and although it is an axiom of political science that unless the people are educated alike, it is idle to expect con continuance of civil liberty or the capacity for self-government. It has suffered the military commandments stationed among us to exercise arbitrary acts of oppression and tyranny, thus trampling upon the most sacred rights of the citizens and rendering the military superior to the civil power. Now, this is pretty critical. Rendering the military superior to the civil power. So get the feds out we'll handle this it has dissolved by force of arms the state congress of co cohuila in texas and obliged our representatives to fly for their lives from the seat of government thus depriving us of the fundamental political right of representation it has demanded the surrender of a number of our citizens and ordered military detachments to seize and carry them into the interior for trial contempt of the civil authorities and in defiance of the laws of the Constitution. It is made piratical attacks upon our commerce by commissioning foreign desperados and authorizing them to seize our vessels and convey the property of our citizens to far distant ports for confiscation. It denies us the right of worshiping the Almighty according to the dictates of our own conscience by the support of a national religion calculated to promote the temporal interest of its human functionaries rather than the glory of the true and living God. That sounds like a familiar fight going on right now. Seems like it's been going on for a long time, too. It has demanded us to deliver up our arms, which are essential to our defense, to rightful property of free men and formidable only to tyrannical governments. It has invaded our country both by sea and by land and with intent to lay waste our territory and drive us from our homes and is now a large mercenary army advancing to carry on against us a war of extermination. It has, through its emissaries, incited the merciless savage with the tomahawk and scalping knife to massacre the inhabitants of our defenseless frontiers. Mexicans are in hoots with the Indian tribes. It has been during the world, whole time of our connection with it, contemptible sport and victim of successive military revolutions and hath continually exhibited every characteristic of a weak, corrupt, and tyrannical government. Weak, corrupt, and tyrannical government. Gee, talking about the United States or the state of Texas. 
There are other grievances were patiently borne by the people of Texas until they reached that point of which forbearance ceases to be a virtue. We then took up arms in defense of the national constitution. We appealed to our Mexican brethren for assistance. Our appeal has been made in vain. Though months have elapsed, no sympathetic response has yet been heard from the interior, which, you know, that's one thing Stephen Austin did. Remember, the Mexican flag was flying over the Alamo. Austin was all about keeping peace in the ranks. Let Mexico control what's Mexico's, which was basically Austin to San Antonio and everything south and everything north. Leave us alone. That was the arrangement. It worked. And then greed set in, you know, it's the old story. It happens all the time, but here we go. The necessity of self-preservation, therefore, now decrees our eternal political separation. Mexico, we're giving you the shaft. We, therefore, the delegates with plenary powers of the people of Texas and solemn convention assembled, appealing to a candid world for the necessities of our condition, do hereby resolve and declare that our political connection with the Mexican nation is forever ended and that the people of Texas do now constitute a free, sovereign, and independent republic and are fully invested with all the rights and attributes which properly belong to independent nations and conscious of the rectitude of our intentions. We fearlessly and confidently commit the issue to the decision of the supreme arbiter of the destinies of nations. Now, we've had enough. Gee, that's like the Declaration of Independence that uh, the founders signed. We've had enough. Well, here we are again. Basically, we've had enough. We've had enough of the Texas government. We've had enough of the federal government. We've had enough. Now, Abbott says he can't do anything. Well, in the Bill of Rights in the Texas Constitution, Section 22, treason against state, Treason against the state shall consist only in levying war against it or adhering to its enemies, giving them aid and comfort, and no person shall be convicted of treason except on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. Okay? Now think about that. Then in the executive power, section 7, governor, as commander-in-chief of military forces, he shall be commander-in-chief of the military forces of the state, except when they are called into actual services in the United States. And I have made this very clear for the last year that as long as Abbott calls out our National Guard, takes over the border control, is not using our forces in, in a foreign war representing the United States, he can seal the damn border. It's right here. He shall have power to call forth the militia to execute the laws of the state to suppress insurrection and to propel to repel invasions. Well, what the hell is going on right now? It's a damn invasion. It's right here. And for Abbott to say he can't do anything is nothing more than a political play to blame it on Biden. Well, I don't give a shit. Biden's not going to do crap. Screw him. It's in your constitution. It's in your declaration of independence. So get off your goat smelling ass and seal off the damn border. Okay. You have the right to do it. I am sick and tired of these courts saying what you can and can't. Screw the courts. We've got too many damn courts. When one judge can stop what the Supreme Court ruled on, one judge, they got nine justices, and one federal judge in Louisiana says you can't do this, what type of court system do we have? I'll tell you what we've got. We got a big, uh, uh, I was about to say GD, I don't want to do that. We have the biggest Ponzi scheme in the court system in the world. It's ridiculous. I am sick of hearing, let the courts figure it out. Let the courts, no, I am tired of the courts because it's just a fiasco. The whole damn thing needs an enema. We need to shut down the law schools for one because we got way too many. What was that movie, St. Elmo's Fire with... uh, 
uh, Demi Moore, Emily uh, Estevez, and I, I forgot the other actors, but uh, I think Molly Ringwald was in it. And they said, do you know there is many people in law school right now as there are practicing law? Well, if that was in the 90s or the 80s, good God, what do you think it is today? We are no longer a free country. We are being run by litigants. Look at your TV. They're suing everybody. Now they're suing Camp Lejeune for drinking water. Well, where did this come from? I need to research it. Mesothelioma. Hey, they put asbestos in ships so they wouldn't burn at sea. Nobody knew how fibrous those materials were, just like coal dust that caused black lung. Yes, it is a travesty. It is wrong. But we are paying for these settlements in our premiums. If they're suing the Marine Corps, who the hell's paying for these lawsuits? The government is. Where's the government getting the money? They're getting it from you. They're not waving some damn magic wand. Poof! There's a money tree! Yay! We're paying for this. This shit's got to stop. It's out of control. Because what is it like if you served from 57 to 89? You could be due compensation. I didn't have a problem with the Agent Orange cases. I mean, those guys did not understand what they were walking into. The average GI grunt. The thinking was, you know, it's military thinking. They were defoliating so the NVA wouldn't have a place to hide. They just didn't realize how toxic this material would be to humans. It's a hot, muggy environment. Our soldiers are sweating their ass off. They're laying down in this. They're bivouacking in it. They're walking through it. And a lot of them were severely hampered by it. Just like the first war in Iraq. All of that, you know, Saddam just burned Kuwait. He set fire to all the oil rigs. And our soldiers were breathing in those toxic fumes. No, that's not healthy. But they didn't know. Now, where the military failed was constantly denying it. You know, if they just admitted we made a mistake, we can move on. We're going to take care of you. That's all they had to do. Now, now we want to have all these lawsuits. I am sick of it. And it's only costing us, just like Abbott. Abbott's got the power to shut the border down. You know, because remember, he was trying to raise money to finish the wall. Well, the wall is a federal job. And I haven't seen if the contractors working on the wall in Texas have been compensated for having their contracts shut down. I talked about this like six or nine months ago. And there's five contractors building that wall, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, I don't know if anybody's working in California. Screw them, because they don't give a damn anyway. But uh, that was a federal job. And somebody said, well, those are border agents. Fine. If the border agents are federal agents, then you have a choice. You can quit. You can resign from the feds and join us. We'll pay you. But we're taking over the border. It says so right here. You want me to repeat that again? Yeah, I think that needs to be repeated. Governor, as commander-in-chief of military forces, he shall be commander-in-chief of the military forces of the state, except when they are called into action, into actual service of the United States. He shall have power to call forth the militia 
to execute the laws of the state to suppress insurrections and repel invasions. It's right there. And in the declaration, it said the same thing about the civil force has more weight than the federal force. And if you read the Federalist Papers, you will find out that is the same thing there. It's all about states' rights. But nobody wants to, not a damn liberal one will read the Federalist Papers to understand how they came up with our Constitution in that it was all about states' rights. The feds were only going to be in charge of trade, foreign policy, and border security. Because they got to talking about the size of militias, and I mean, there was a lot going on. That you know, Pennsylvania, due to their population, could have a militia that could pretty well wipe out Massachusetts, New Hampshire. I mean, they really went back and forth on how to do this. But that's if the United States is attacked and declares war. Now, that's where the feds come in. War of 1812, the Indian Wars, Spanish-American War, World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Grenada, Iraq one and two, Afghanistan. That's where the feds are in charge. The states, at least Texas, still has the right to protect its borders. And for Abbott and these callers to call in and say, well, it's all Biden's fault. No, I'm not passing the buck. I don't do that. I do not pass the buck on anything. I don't give anyone a free pass. And Abbott is not getting a free pass on this. Do something, you dumbass. It's, I don't give a damn if it's an election year. And this is something always, you know, it really aggravated me. After the 2020 election, what was Fox talking about? All their bobbleheads. They started talking about midterms in two years. Let's focus on today. Let's focus on the problems we have today. No, they can't do that. None of them can do that. I, I just get so frustrated with all this crap all and all this politicking. And all these damn attorneys getting in the way of due process and justice and taking action. You want to talk about what a, the enema America needs? It's in the litigant department. Like I said, shut down the law schools. We don't need any more lawyers right now. We've probably got 200,000 too many. And all these ambulance chasers, shut them down. Where's a judge to throw out a case and say, this is frivolous? And when you have states suing the feds, the feds suing the, suing the states, I mean, what the hell is going on? How did we get to this point? Do we need to break this country up again and start over? It's getting that way. This is the problem to me. It's not a Democratic or Republican issue. It is a country issue. It is the founding issue. It's we have lost our way issue. In fact, I posted uh, a deal last week on Facebook about our flag, and I don't have the time to read it. But one guy did come on and say, that pretty well sums it up. We've lost our way. And we have. We have lost our way. We have let lawyers somehow take over this country. And what are they doing other than lining their pockets? How many lawyers are involved in suing states and suing the Fed? Who's paying for this? We are. Why? What will come of this? Maybe when they start flipping their own bills, they might think different, but they know they'll turn in a voucher to the state or to the DOJ, and they'll get a check for what? For nothing? 
how much money has Durham spent so far in his three-year investigation? In the one case he does bring up, Sussman's acquitted. So now what? When do we get our money back? When is Barr going to pay back all the money that he fleeced Congress out of investigating the Clintons? Four years. He produced nothing in my line of work. If you don't produce, you get fired. And this is it's the problem time. with attorneys. Okay. <clears throat> well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I got a little excited, but it is time to go. They got a, another broadcast coming. I will talk to you on two weeks. So until then, if you're in Texas, stay cool. Stay hydrated and stay healthy. This is Jeff Dawson out. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. Without you wonderful listeners, this show would not be possible. If you want to know more about me and how my brain works, that's a scary thought. Check out my books at jeffdawsononamazon.com. Websites, LDDJ Enterprises and jeffdawsonauthor.site for upcoming releases and teaser excerpts from past and present publications. You can also contact me at Facebook, LDDJ Enterprises Publishing, or email LDDJEnterprises at gmail.com or on Twitter at JeffDawson59. Have a great week and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Dawson's Domain.